And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. Today is exciting because this is episode 100. We made it, people. 100 Black Window Cream podcast episodes. God damn. And what better way to celebrate it than with my dear homie, Ravy B. Very, very well-known photographer. I'll get into that in a second. But goddamn, 100 episodes. Like, this this is crazy. I mean, the development right now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that we kind of got our set dialed in. It looks a lot more um, cool. <laughs> it started originally in my, uh, my friend's living room, sort of sunroom space. And over the course of two years has been in a WeWork office. It was in my other friend's living room. It was in my studio apartment. It was in my new apartment. It, it's been all over the place. And finally, we have a space two years later. I thought about this so long ago and was like, oh, man, I can't wait till we have just like a creative space, a creative podcast studio where I can just literally walk in and hit the lights. And I can now. I can walk in, hit this button, and the lights turn on. And it all looks good. And I don't have to tear it down or bother Lauren, who's sitting at home and I'm always sitting here talking to people for fucking two and a half hours, way late into the night, driving her crazy. But goddamn, a hundred episodes. A lot has come. I mean, we started the morning roast. That wasn't a thing. It was just me interviewing some people and I thought it was cool. And then we started doing these like deep dives on Wednesdays. And now that's a whole series. And Dave's now the co-host because he moved to LA and it just started work. This podcast is cool, man. So shout out to everyone that's been listening to the podcast. Thank you guys for constantly tuning in and uh supporting and leaving comments and sending messages we really appreciate that shit um so we saved this one for today ravy b raven verona she's uh a friend of mine we met uh let's see uh, last year beginning last year getting ready for coachella with beyonce she was shooting for beyonce and jay-z she has uh ended up touring with jay-z prior to this for the 444 tour and um has worked with a bunch of different artists athletes brands you name it she's done it um and and we got to meet coachella was awesome and then we became roommates and we lived in a tour bus together for the next six months traveling all over the world for the otr2 uh tour with beyonce and jay-z as well so our whole year was beyonce and jay-z and her whole year was ben haggerty and she loved it because i'm her best friend no really dave is her best friend and i had to use dave to loop her in to get this podcast because she said she wasn't gonna record anymore um because she's tired of doing them and i said no and then i said dave text her real quick and he did and then she got suckered into it so then she did the podcast episode so if you want to hear raven's full story i highly suggest you check out it's the reels podcast um eric and jeff interviewed her uh, two times i think maybe three um but they've gone over her whole story it's all there i didn't want to do that raven didn't want to do that either so we just had like a general conversation a lot about tour a lot about our experiences on that we dive deep into so many different angles as uh from her standpoint as a photographer there's a lot of good nuggets in this shit so if you're a photographer there's a lot to gain a value in this episode and if you're not there's a lot to gain this this episode because raven's just a good person so and i surprised her there's a surprise that comes out at some point during this interview and it made Raven cry. So I win for doing that shit. Forward thinking. That was episode 100 gift to her. Um, that's it. I, I, I think this is exciting. I, I don't know. I'm out of words. I don't really know what else to say, but I can't say this. We do have contest, which is cool because we were able to do our first partnership. This is another milestone goal that we achieved within the first hundred episodes, which is awesome. So if you're not familiar, we've been doing a contest with Dutch bros, um, coffee, they're, 
super, super cool and have been helping us out a lot, providing opportunities to the creators in Black Window Cream, the private community, um, kicking off contests. This is our second contest that we've been doing. And we are pumped to see what you guys are about to submit. Speaking of submissions, your final day to submit is coming up soon. July 31st is the final day to submit. I think in the last morning roast, I said it was the 28th. I fucked that up. My fault. It is actually the 31st, um, 11.59 Pacific Coast time. Uh, LA time, whatever is easy for you to understand that. Wherever I live is the time that you want to submit by 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Submit your links, bwnc at dutchbros.com. Uh, if you missed out on this contest, we basically, Dutch Bros sent out three different t-shirts for them to shoot uh, creative photos or videos of and submit for a chance to win $1,000 and to get flown out to a Dutch Bros event in Sacramento, which is coming up here. And I'm actually going to go to Sacramento, so I'll meet whoever wins there. Uh, but yeah, $1,000 and an opportunity to work with this brand. And, and it's been really cool. And we have another contest that we're going to do very soon. So be tuning in. I would say next week, beginning of next week's podcast, we're announcing it. We, we literally said we, we were, everyone could sign up at seven o'clock. We only had 150 spots and that shit filled out so quick. It was like minutes and it was done. So highly suggest if you want to get involved in the third and final contest with Dutch Bros, you uh, save the date and time. We'll tell you the time and date in the next episode, like I said, because it's going to go quick and the prize is even bigger. Um, with that being said, 100 episodes. We are so happy and, and want to thank all of you guys. And if you've ever been interested in buying Black Window Cream merch, but you don't want to spend the money yet or whatever it may be, today is your day. We're going to give a 20% discount on our merch store. So if you want to get shirts, mugs, hats, I think the only thing it doesn't work on is the How to Charge a Client Guide. But if you want that, just get that on our Patreon page. Um, go to shopbwc.com and use the code 100 episodes when you check out. 100 episodes. All caps is how I have it. I don't know if it's cap sensitive, but just so you know, um, that's going to run until August 4th at midnight. So from whatever today is when this drops Sunday night till next Sunday, you have a week to get this 20% off. Go ham, buy some shit. Show us some motherfucking love, man. Cause this mug is a shit. This has to shit. This isn't any of our shirts or anything, but goddamn, like the cloth is fire. Uh, cloth talk. All right. I think that's it. Thank you to everyone that supported the podcast so far. It means the world to me. Um, I'm glad that these interviews have been helping a lot of creators. I just want to keep uh, squeezing the juice out of people and, and giving it to you guys to drink. So keep supporting. Patreon.com slash Black Window Cream if you want to get the How to Charge a Client Guide. 50 pages. It's available now. You can get it there or on our website, whatever you please. Um, but if you want to make more money, uh, at least at the end of this year and for the rest of your life, I would highly suggest you read it because we put a lot of work into it and it dives deep into how you can make more money. All right, cool. Let's uh, get into the illest motherfucking podcast intro ever created. Right motherfucking now! Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. 
And we are back with another. <laughs> I scared the shit out of her. <laughs> we are back with another Black with No Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. Today's guest, Ravy B. Raven. Verona. AKA. Um, I don't have an AKA for you. I don't have an AKA. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. This is. I can already feel like this is going to be ridiculous based on the intro. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. I know. I'm. I'm glad you're a trooper and you came uh, straight from the plane to our office. It's amazing. She likes it. I really it. only did this though for for Dave. I know you did. So we just I just want everyone shit. to know that. Cause Shout out to boy Dave for everyone that's listening <laughs> to this. Dave got this to happen because Raven fucks with Dave and does I've not been fuck denying with ben. ben this interview for like months. She has. And on tour, I was like, I'll never ever do your podcast. Which is fucking crazy. Because this is the best podcast that you could get on. No offense to everyone else that's listening, but <laughs> we're going to talk about some shit. I, all right. So for people who don't know who you are, um, I don't know where you've been because Raven's on the internet. I'm okay. She, no, <laughs> you're a great photographer. Okay. I met you on tour with B and J and I, no, I didn't. I met you at Coachella. You did? <laughs> And you were annoying as fuck because you were standing That's on the runway true. and I was trying to get a shot. I was trying to get a shot. Steady, <laughs> Steady Ben was trying to get the shot framed up and Raven was just back there like, so am I going to be in the way if I'm shooting this? I don't really care. I'm going to get the shot. And I was like, I understood what it That's was like. That's not what you said. You were like, I told oh, you. No, you were like. Lean on my shoulder. You'll get the yeah, shot Yeah, you were way. like, no worries. Like, I'm just going to be moving. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not moving. So. Yeah. So I wasn't in the BTS mode anymore at that point. I was on, per, what do you call it? I don't know what the, my job was. But I shot for the crew that always got annoyed of BTS people because as a BTS person, when we're all shooting the show, we're like running all over the fucking stage and, you know, just in the way of their shots. So I was them. Well, I feel like you just, you have like no fear of being seen while you shoot BTS where like most of us don't want to be seen, but you always are just like, well, I don't care. I got to get the shot. So I feel like even you doing study cam probably made you even more comfortable because you were like getting your shot and being seen which i feel like allowed everyone else to be comfortable just sending it a little more sending it for sure you're sending it for <laughs> sure but but i also remember uh just saying like i really i was like power to the bts people because i wanted i was like if i were them because they're like get them off the stage and shit and i was like no nah, just shoot over my shoulder or something like that well, anyway. i wasn't on the stage that's i was like you're on the, the runway with me no i wasn't i was at the bottom of the runway remember i wasn't on the runway i was at the at the l i was at the corner on the floor and you were standing like in front of me <clears throat> on the stage Fuck. with dave that was a long time ago. It was a year ago. But then we became roommates for like an entire year. Yeah, then I got stuck with you guys. Raven was on our bus, people. <laughs> she rode our bus. How often do you talk about tour on your podcast? Because I feel like you talk about it so casually that everyone's just like, yep, we know the, we know what you did. We know your story. Uh, I think we, I mean, we just had, me, Dave and I talked. Actually, me and Dave did like all of Dave's prior story. And then barely, like it was such a long podcast. And at the end, we're like, fuck, we have to like wrap this up. But we just got to tour basically. And we're like, shit the fuck is someone rock walking on the ceiling <laughs> did you hear that shit? was that wind or something what the fuck um okay let's just get to this okay so raven yes you've done plenty of podcasts since you got off this shit i have i'm honest, off of tour sorry. i honestly feel like i've done too many for my liking but they were just all podcasts of people i was really close with and that i felt comfortable with and i was like man like it's been like an amazing year so I sound like so cool on here. I'm sorry. Um, so, it's HD audio. So um, I was like, you know what? Like I'll do It's The Real. I mm -hmm. love Jeff and Eric. 
um i'll do the paul rivera podcast i love paul like they're all people that have been kind of a part of my journey anyway for the last few right. years so i was just like very oh i did um creator I class did, i did the creator class in toronto i did um this thing with dr jess she's a brilliant like a do say fridays podcast so um i felt like i was just doing stuff too because i hadn't done anything and i was like okay with it but at the same time i it's not that i don't like to talk like i can have a conversation with anybody at any time i yeah, just she some, can I, you know i can i can talk but i just sometimes feel like with podcasts with interviews like with anything only bits and pieces are taken and sometimes I feel like the focus isn't always like the journey or the things I want to talk about. Like mm. a lot of times people want to talk about like who we're shooting and like those moments versus like um, our stories. Yeah. I feel like the ones I did were not like that. They were genuinely about me, which is why I was comfortable. Right. But then I was like, okay, you've all heard these stories like a million times now. That's you what can- I was saying. I was like, cause Raven's like, I'm, I'm done doing podcasts. I'm like, not <laughs> until you do ours. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well let's just, not talk about the same things but at the same time i feel like it's really cool because we were both a part of something together that was very impactful to our careers and our lives and i feel like it kind of shaped like this new space in our life creatively so i was like there isn't like a better way for us to talk about what we did because we did it together so it was like it's like cool to like talk about your experience with someone that you've gone through it with right i think yeah because i i like this shit to be just like really really Relax. There's no prep for anything, right? Except yours, because you're like stipulations, <laughs> guys. This is my good side of my face. I'm, 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 I'm like, all right, Jesus. This is my good here side. we go. But also, I think it's like I think the thing I like about your podcast, which is something I've realized over time now that I'm like listened to it and looked at, it, is that like you do really care about the creative, yeah. Which is like one, it's really important as a creative, but two, I feel like we're normally the people that kind of go unnoticed. So I feel like you trying to create a space for people to like talk about like technicalities of things right. and just like coming up and stuff is really cool. So like what kind of creative would I be if I didn't want to add to it? No, definitely. That's, yeah, that's my whole goal. Cause it just, the whole reason of creating this in the first place was for, I mean, you grew up in New York and I grew up in Iowa. So we have two <laughs> different options. Like I have, nothing but corn to see you have cities is it really like all corn i mean like i lived in a college town and then when you drive to anywhere else outside of the college town it's just fucking cornfields really yeah i know but you know it's still like sometimes i feel like it's just a little intimidating too because when you're from new york city like you're literally born like i'm like born and raised in the bronx but i'm and i still live in the bronx now but it's just like from the get it's like go 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 like you are there's already a pressure like okay i have to make it i have to make it work i have to figure it out like we're kind of like born with like i feel like a lot of people in new york city are born with ambition yeah um just because that's what you're surrounded by and like especially like growing up in the 90s it's always like oh like if you can make it here like you can make it anywhere you know that that thought like we all are like go-getters and stuff so but I, I feel like most of my ambition comes from just like growing up in the Bronx and not being rich yeah, yeah, and yeah. like wanting more for myself and wanting more for my family. So Well, that's why I think it's cool is because it's like for me saying, all right, cool, if I'm from Iowa and now I got out here and I did all these things and it's worked, something's working, then for me, like you said, like what kind of creative would I be if I'm not trying to feed it back? I want to try to help me and Iowa figure out how to get out here a little easier. And then I tried talking to all of you guys and try to get that advice that way. But even for someone that's growing up in the Bronx who 
might not have all the money in the world to get them into XYZ or might not have the connections that they need, like hearing a story from you could it be super, super fucking impactful, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which is why I love doing this shit. Because I just really want to help, like, in, in general, I just want to help inner city kids. I feel like, especially with photography, it's such an expensive hobby. It's an expensive career. Like, you obviously know we spend a lot of money just keeping up with, like, technology and equipment. Like, even, like, if you're old school and you do film, like, it's really expensive. Right. And I feel like sometimes we're just not, especially like inner cities are like especially like being kids of color like you're not given those opportunities mm. so it's not you don't have access to equipment or you don't have access to those classes or they don't teach photography in your school so you kind of already start the race a little behind right and like i feel like my goal like when i leave this earth is to just make sure people know like there's always a way to like defeat that mm. beforehand coming up at like if you say like growing up in the 90s and the challenge of the pressure and all that shit, right? Do you think it's different now? Like, it is an expensive hobby, but in the 90s, like, it was literally so expensive. Like, no one just casually had a fucking fire DSLR on their on their hip, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. now, it's becoming so affordable where you could get something of the sort for, like, a few hundred dollars, you know what I mean? So some people I mean, can people do are it. taking photos on their iPhones. Right, like, Same, I, I yeah. think, like, um, it's definitely become more accessible, like, even from when I started photography like when I started if you had like a Canon like if you had a 5D you were like legit other level if you had a 7D it was like video you were like okay you were doing it right you know like people were shooting videos on 70s like so I think that um, it's definitely become more accessible but I still don't I still think it's expensive like like the cost of living is still very expensive so it's still not something people necessarily want to spend money on all the time but i think it's also drive like you talking about like having a drive growing up in the bronx and shit like me growing up in iowa want to get the fuck out like i had this drive i feel like a lot of people get this stuff now because it's accessible in a way but they still haven't put in the time and effort and all this stuff because it didn't you didn't just like click your fingers and it's all also like really cool i think it's cool like now it's like really cool to be creative so right. people are like oh this is my end to like success yeah which they might not necessarily be it might not be something they absolutely love you know like i meet people all the time and they might be photographers but they want to do video or they want to do film right. or they don't want to do that at all but it's just like something to do so i guess it's like case by case um okay so to this is do you know what episode this is for us 100 100 <laughs> i told raven i was like yo because i i don't i'm terrible at like uh tentpole dates things you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about like thinking no. like that like having a temple date like we know the grammys are coming up so we should do grammy parties or got what. it so 100 we're like oh we should do this shit you happen to be coming here for duce palooza which is tomorrow right mm-hmm. um, but when this airs when will it air this won't be a couple this will be a few weeks okay so then yeah it'll so have I- happened but you're <laughs> out here for that I'm out here for Juice Palooza LA. Right. And then I'm flying right back at 6 a.m. Which you text Dave to invite him and didn't text me, right? Well, now. I told Dave that you could be his plus one. Wow. <laughs> I was wow. like, hey, I just honestly, <laughs> I was like, I was talking to Dave. I had literally hit Dave up and we were talking about like just creative stresses and I was venting to him about like my life and then I was like oh by the way you should come to Duce Palooza you, you should come with Ben is what I said show me the text Dave 
just so you know, they all wanted to kick you off tour the whole time. And I was like, no, Raven's cool, guys. You should really like keep Raven on. And that's why you got <laughs> Nobody, to do the tour. No. That's why they picked you for Coachella in the first place. They asked no. me like, who do you know? That's good. I'm like, honestly, you Raven. You didn't even know me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same way you think that you got me to 100,000 followers. Remember that? I did. I did for a fucking fact. Get her to 100K. Because remember, she was at like 99.9. I said, yo. Flood her shit. She needs to hit a hundy. And then guess what? I, I refreshed and boom, done. No, but yeah, you guys should both come. I'm hoping that you both come tomorrow. No, we're for really sure cool. coming. You're coming, right, Dave? Dave's in the corner. We're going for sure. <laughs> so what's it? How does it work? Uh, is it like, do we just get like bottles of Duce when we walk in and it's lit? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like the structure of Palooza has changed a lot. So it honestly, it's like, we have like ticket tiers now. We have like drink tickets. Oh shit! Um, when when we when Palooza first started, before we were like branded with Doucet, and we were with like another liquor brand. Oh, we can't say we weren't with the liquor brand, but we were, yeah, it was Henny Palooza. Um, but we weren't like sponsored by Hennessy. We were just it was just something we drank, and it was just a really cool thing Cam came up with in his house. You'll you probably yeah, know the story. story. <laughs> right, right, but like, but it was like op- it was it's open open bar. bar. Okay, mm-hmm. got like, it. Like you would just come. It was basically like up until last year, you would like come drink all you want like get as many drinks as you could until you know you couldn't but what was happening was that like it kind of creates an imbalance like so if you're someone that shows up to the party like the party starts at let's say four o'clock right you show up at 4 p.m and you're like lit right and you want to have like every 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 drink drink. right but let's say me i still want to have the same experience but maybe i want to pull up at like 7 30 right now at 7 30 everyone that's been there all day is like consuming all the alcohol it's way harder to get a drink you're probably not going to get the same amount of drinks so you don't feel like you're getting your money would you run out you guys could like yeah we were were running out because people can drink yeah they'll like they'll i'm telling you not just our own consumption like they're drinking up the whole like venues consumption of it damn so it's like okay to ensure that if you buy a ticket and i buy a ticket we can come at any time and still be insured that we're going to get our same amount of drinks we just kind of create a drink ticket so what is it like you get a certain amount of drinks per so like you like the highest ticket i think is like 50 bucks you get five tickets five or six drink tickets drink tickets got it then like the middle tier is like three drinks like let's say you're like not somebody crazy and then like if you just want to come to the party i think it's like 30 bucks and you get like one drink oh that's dope. so you could come and let's say you're not like a douce drinker you like drink wine or you drink tequila or whatever you could just buy a 30 dollar ticket still have the experience and buy stuff at the, you can buy stuff at the bar regardless right but, right, right it's um, i remember my, fr- my friend slim he hit me about it like right when i got off q's tour and he's like, dude, you, we gotta go to this Henny Palooza thing. It's fucking crazy. And he like sent me all these videos, and it was just wasted people fucking going <laughs> up in Long Beach, maybe or something. I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere out here in LA. And he's like, it's insane, unlimited Hennessy. It's just like crazy, and like yeah. it's such a dope party. And then you have been part of that squad since like jump, basically. Well, I was at the very first one, like the house oh, party shit. The house party. I didn't bring liquor though. I brought. Raven chicken. knows a lot of people. Everybody. <laughs> I didn't bring. Um, uh, Hennessy I brought chicken so because it was either chicken or Hennessy that's like it's very is black chicken party. still involved right now no but we have like we have chicken backstage so you'll probably eat if you're backstage but like we don't give it out to the crowd but um uh, so I was at the first one and then I was I attended like all of them as they were coming up but like Cam and I were just really good friends and yeah. I was like friends with everybody else so it started to grow and then when I was gonna quit my job in 2015, I was like, hey, he was like, hey, I really want you to come on and like shoot the party. We're about to start touring it. And I was like, well, I'm quitting my job, so um, I'm totally down to do it. 
but longevity wise i just want to be a part of the creative conversation like if this is going to grow i want to have some input and cam is always like i think what's we we were friends before this but what's made us like best friends and like so close is that he kind of always allows me to do what i want creatively right. and like listens and I feel like everybody else kind of listens too which is really refreshing so they just kind of had me on board and we started touring the party and that's just kind of how it became like that's just kind of how I started doing it like they literally tour this thing like city to city like yeah I mean we there was a year where we were doing like two cities a month which was like ridiculous like we were consuming way too much alcohol um, yeah, damn. even now we're we're kind of at a like a two a month again but i feel like now with it being like do palooza and like now we're in the we're in the seventh the sixth or this is like the seventh year i feel like of palooza um it's just like a new elevation to it right. you know like we're like having guests every party and like you know it's just kind of become this business and We've learned a lot from each other too. Like I feel like I I learned a lot even before I went on tour with you guys. Right. I feel like that's what kind <clears> of made it, um, made touring so comfortable because I've already been traveling with like twelve guys I'm friends with. Right. You know, and like. But that's what's kind of tight because now when you go to these cities, like I see people or maybe you repost their shit, and it's like fans, like your like your squad that does do say Palooza, like all the guys involved in it plus you. It's like uh. It's like going to see fucking, you know, any artist perform. Like, they expect to see you guys there, and then all of a sudden they see you, oh, there's Ray VB, and they're, like, zooming in on your shit because you're, like, part of the package. Like you're Yeah, it's honestly, like, I mean, like, Rory's a legit celebrity. Super celeb, yeah. Like, he is a legit podcast celebrity. It is so weird to me, um, but it's, like, really inspirational, too, that he's gotten so popular just talking about, just talking just and being himself. Yeah. I mean, I tell you that all the time when it comes to podcasts. I'm like, it's really crazy how he's like made a name for himself um but yeah like people are like oh my god where's chris or where's rory or like when i wasn't there they're like oh am i gonna get a ravey b pick and then you're like no she's not here right so that was another reason i was like yeah i definitely want to make sure i um do all the summer ones and stuff because yeah. it's like cool to like you start to feel like you know these people like they're coming to the same party every year like like i see people in certain cities and we hug and i'm like That's how's crazy. your dog and it's like it's really crazy that's like tour when those the fans would show up like a couple of times, like s- several times, thirteen times. So someone did almost all every U.S. show. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a um a guy. <clears throat> what, oh my god, I cannot believe I'm going blank. I have them on Twitter, but they were in the documentary too. But they got me a birthday gift, and that was really sweet. I cried. What was the birthday gift? They got me like um they made a book of like my photos and a photo of them. Oh yeah, and like they did all that's that stuff. tight as fuck. Yeah, that's super tight. But I think that to like tie it into us like me as a photographer I feel like I like to have relationships with people that I photograph and I like to have relationships with people that are looking at my photographs I obviously can't have relationships with the whole world that I'd be exhausted but like getting to connect with people and like feeling like they know who I am as a person I feel like only helps right um, sharing my work yeah um okay so you've done I mean you've shot everyone you can think of almost everyone i mean you know everyone and you've shot like everybody <laughs> like you you don't do any video um no i mean i always like will kind of like get video like here and there of just like intimate moments when i want to i just don't do anything with them tight <laughs> that's really good I don't <laughs> that's cool for people who would love to see that shit <laughs> like i have like all these amazing moments like <laughs> tour and like and just in life but i i'm not like really confident in video i feel like I don't think I'd want to be the person like 
holding the camera per se like i wouldn't mind getting into directing but it's just not where i'm at yet right so i'd rather leave it up to people like you guys who are like super passionate and like want to do that (laughs) because i I don't i just don't want to no because it's like i feel like video is like so tedious right it is no it's fucking and like there's so much that goes into it like it would have to be like i'd want to do like special projects like i definitely feel like i want to start having video components into things i do and i want to have my hand in it with like the direction of it and like all that but it would have to be for like projects. Like I'm not just gonna like a campaign it. or like something. For yeah, like a campaign or, or a commercial or like a film. Yeah. Like eventually or like a show. You know, like I would like to have a role in that way. But it's just like so tedious because there's like so much post work and like yeah. the like the pre production and then holding the camera while you do it. It's just like a lot. I always was je- like, there's so many times where I'd just be jealous as fuck that of all three of you because Raven wasn't the only photographer. Wait, no. now I've had I've had all three. <laughs> yeah, I've had Andrew all the photographers on the show. Uh, yeah, Andrew and Robin. But I would always be like, you know, me and Dave sitting here doing gift shit, and then you guys would be dipping out at one a.m. to the bus <laughs> to go kick it. Okay, first of all, we were not. Don't even lie and say we were dipping out. I was. I have never been on a bus that one. I'm a. saying you guys pounded out your work at least very quick. No, quicker. we pounded out at like two thirty, and you guys were up till like four. Yeah, like, but but was, every time you would leave, I'd be like motherfucker. But we would. That's because if you don't know. Ben is every single night he's like obsessive over his shots so he probably could have gotten it done earlier but he he would go so hard like every night that he had so many to go through that he wanted to edit so and he was like adding all this stuff to it I feel like that yeah, but then also then it's like just to export the gifts dot gifts is like so time consuming. So it's just one hour probably just to fucking export like twenty. It was such a pain in the ass. Anyway, I, I just know, but it was being, honestly like shout out to you guys and like and shout out to Parkwood, Lauren, all y'all, crazy because it's like beasts. Gifts like to me were like such a game changer in like tour docu like tour documentary because it was like you're not having to drop this like two minute recap video that people might not watch but you're giving people like this video content every single night right. like that's kind of crazy like especially for crazy. people that aren't it was fucking tired <laughs> it was, but it was like I feel like other artists should probably look at that and be like oh this is like really cool like we should probably do this there's so many people that I know that are shooting for like rappers and shit that are now that are like, doing gifts and they're right? always tagging me in it like yo sh- this is the from the gift people yeah. or whatever like even uh, the gift gods even Steve was I was talking to Steve about it who's at Parkwood he runs that whole thing and he's like yeah man like you know, I start seeing people, they're doing it now. They're all doing it. It's genius. And I was, he's like, I saw him do it at the Super Bowl or something. Like he, I was like, yeah, people, it's. Because it's, it's easy to share. And I feel like that's just something like things that are easy to share on like Twitter and Instagram. But really to me, Twitter are like game changers. Yeah. Because I feel like with Instagram, like I love sharing my photos on Instagram, but like. I always can start a conversation with Twitter. Right. Because I. You're so good at Twitter. Because. <laughs> you're she's so good. I love. Because I feel like I can talk to people. Like, I can get a sense of who. Like, I can't get a sense of people on Instagram. No. But on Twitter, I can even, like, kind of do my little quick research, see what you tweet about, like, who you are, like, what it, what are you talking about? Right. And then you can, like, start a conversation over your photos versus, mm. like, just, like, sharing your photos and going. Yeah. Like the comment option on Instagram is not as like cool to me and accessible right. as like people talking about your photos on it. Well, and it's like it's always cool when you see someone that you follow on Twitter and like 
it, they ask a question and if you scroll down, you can actually see that they had said stuff. It kind of like makes that more priority mm-hmm. and then you can see the conversations there. So you're not having, you're not asking like the same question because yeah. it's there. You know what I mean? And it's kind of just like you, like you can really see, like I always test things out on Twitter first. Like if I'm unsure about a photo sometimes or like what I, not unsure is like what I think, but should I post it? I might like put it on Twitter and see like how it's discussed I'm like, oh, okay, this is working. And then, yeah, and then put it, it on Instagram. But I think for us it was cool because uh, your the photos that you guys were producing were so high quality. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're the best. It's like literally you guys are the three best photographers that could be working with the best artists in the oh, world, right? thank you. And, or at least the other guys were, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> He's pushing this game. <laughs> Just text me next time. I don't need, I don't want to be a plus one. Uh, no, but like for us, it was cool because making the gifts, I feel like complemented the photo level. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. being able to make micro moments that could pair, like they've just paired well. Like the, if you yeah, went like through Beyonce.com. Yeah, like if you saw like a photo of her like this, but then you saw the video of her like turning. Yeah, it's like, it's just a cool and then, dynamic. And like no one knew that like Ben was just like running in front of you while you're trying to get the shot. So you have to like, it was way harder for us to get shots because of. I because, killed so many Raven because shots. Because you were just always, like you're just always in them. There are so many photos that you're just in that I'm like crop him out, color him out. Like why, why is his head like coming out of a shoulder? Or like the monopod shit. Oh, or the fucking monopod that you would just see like in the air. It just got more ridiculous. I think the more comfortable you you get, like you just get more ridiculous, Ben. And you were just doing like ridiculous things, but also you were like, I'm just smiling right now. You were like, (laughs) you were like pulling out gadgets. And I was like, where are you finding these things? Like, I mean, I'm pretty like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like the Ronin, like like you were just always bringing out like new technology, 360 cameras on Brady's head. I just posted that camera. Like, just like, what is this? It's just cause you're always like when you shoot and you can tell me this, but like for me shooting, at that I had only ever done theater runs right like working with art like Schoolboy Q that was it theater well festivals too but like that's different but then going on that tour and being in the the, the what do you call that shit Stadium. stadiums it's the biggest thing you could ever play in and it's there's so much space right mm-hmm. but there really is only so many ways you could shoot the show yeah. so I was constantly trying to figure out you you know you're almost like frustrated with yourself because you're always trying to identify ways to level up your shit at each time. So like, what was your process when you were doing that? And even beyond just that tour, but like when you're always shooting shows, how do you make your shit different? Um, well, I feel like one, we were like really lucky with the tour because there was so much A to lot. go off of. It yeah. wasn't like just like haze and lights, you know, the the structure, the moving stage, the outfit changes that kind of added, I feel like the dynamic of us getting something new. And a massive band, dancers. A massive like. band, the dancers, their outfit changes, the like, they're, but those things are really important when it comes to like changing how a photo looks. I feel like I played around with like um, lenses. Yeah filters like the star filter the soft filter i started like just bringing in like kaleidoscope things um just mirrors like anything we can kind of do to like um distort the photo or change it definitely color i kind of went off of like my mood or if i want like some nights i was like this is like a black and white night or this is like a really like vibrant night or maybe this is kind of like you know um but i think it was hard because you do have to work at the highest level every single day, so mm. it does challenge you, but it also like 
really raise my taste levels so i hate everything <laughs> i hate everything now that's like basic like right. i'm like damn this photo does not look like this one but i'm like i'm not even i don't even have the same components mm. you know so i feel like it really i challenge myself with like cropping and um color and my own selection like okay i took four thousand photos what is the difference between this one and the other 20 that were in a right. millisecond of it like yeah. and it could be just something as simple as like her eyelash or or the way jay's hair looks or or like you know whatever like yeah, the right. way like uh, britty's dancing like it just you start to to really tone in on your selection process because you know you want to be able to tell the story you want to be able to tell the story so that like if someone has never been to the show they're getting the full story right but for someone that's seen the show 10 times they're still excited mm. by the photo and i think it was like cool do you was it hard for you to work with a team of photographers? Because yes. at first I thought you did think it was hard. Sometimes. But well, like I like that you had the ability because Raven had what? Mil, 400 mil? I would, The 500? Well, it started with me carrying the 500 because no one wanted to use it, remember? But you would stake out. She would like, she knew a spot during the show and she would just be waiting for it. And no she's one just, wanted to use that lens. And I was just like, man, this is, this is like the really easy way to get an intimate shot and not be like in the way. Like, I feel like I, the thing that I always like admired about Andrew and Robin is that they, and you, and I mean, I feel like me and Dave were a little more. You guys um, were like ninjas. Not timid, but we're a little more like low key. But like you guys, even like Julian and Irie, like you didn't give a fuck about being seen or being in a space that like to get the shot. Like you, like we make the joke about sending it, but like you were like, I'm going to get it. So I'm going to be there. Where for me, I was still kind of like, uh, I don't really know if I want to, depending on what it was especially like on stage even the so, night where B is like you guys can go on the stage I want you guys to go on the stage and Raven will be like I don't know I don't want to get hit by the I was thing like, eh, well let's 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 figure this That's out my shit. well because I feel like I don't want to be seen right and I don't want to be a distraction to them or the show I mean you start to realize that you're just so small in the show anyway like no one is paying attention to you running across like no, no. one is paying attention no to you running one across no one cares except you yeah. but um yeah I think it was it was hard and it was e it was hard and it was easy depending on the night because right. you know sometimes you can like be comfortable knowing that someone's going to get the shot like so you don't have to worry about that one you can do a different one or you can do a different angle but then sometimes you're like all trying to get this one shot like right. all all of us so i think it's just i think i enjoyed it because i feel like i don't have a team like i don't normally shoot with people um, and it did like I feel like there is a competitive nature so to some degree we're all like kind of going against each other and yeah. challenging each other because we all want to make sure that we're getting like really good photos I forgot about the times where you'd like everyone's get there getting the same one and I would just like it would be so stressful I'd just walk yeah. away and be like yo alright we have this for sure covered like for <laughs> sure someone's getting the shot but it happens all the time yeah. and it's like after I think like when you're not in the moment it's easy to forget it but as a creative sometimes you're just like what the hell but you do need a bunch of hands on deck to make sure that you capture everything because it like if you drop the ball you're screwed right. you know what i mean like if you're if you didn't get the shot like this epic shot then what because right. everyone is like oh where is this where is this where's the moment when this happened yeah and you're like fuck thought one of you guys were covering this shit. <laughs> and i know it's gotta be yeah so stressful. it's like 
you can't get too comfortable. Like right. you, I can't get comfortable and think anybody else is gonna get it. And I feel like nobody else can get comfortable and think I'm gonna get it, which is why we're all always like in the same space. That's why the classic photo, and Justin, when you're editing this, please text me and I'll give you the photo to put in. It, my favorite photo is the last show in Seattle. And it's the picture of all of the, almost all of BTS in one circle. Remember during the prayer? Yeah. Everyone's shooting all different directions but it's like the illest photo to me but that's one of those moments where I was like I gotta get the fuck out of here because this shit is too covered I was like oh we're all in here okay. but you guys were like the centerpiece of the prayer <laughs> so it's like this shit. I always like feel uh, like I don't know about you guys but I always used to feel so crazy when people were praying and I was like like going on I'm like maybe I should pray too yeah I don't know Um. anyway so I want to move. <laughs> we could talk. I feel like I could talk about tour with you, Dave, everyone for fucking ever. So I don't yeah. know. We can always go back to it, but I mean, yeah, I, tour is just so cra- crazy to me. Like life I mean, isn't real on tour. Like no, tour- when you're away, we were away for five months. I feel like we were in Europe for two and a half months, like just being in Europe for two and a half months. And that felt so long. And then doing two and a half more months, like in the U S which felt like a whole different world. It and was like India and fucking, I didn't go Af- to India, but oh, you Afri- went there? I went to South Africa, South yeah. Africa. That's mm-hmm. right. God I damn. feel like South Africa, we couldn't do anything. We couldn't go anywhere. No, it was terrifying. <laughs> it's like, they're like, don't go outside. You're going to get robbed. Yeah. They totally like scared us off before we even but got to explore. Ryan got robbed. It happened to him like two blocks from the hotel. He literally got, he chased the guy and jumped into the At car. Four, it, four yeah, 30 in the morning. Yeah. It was drunk with his phone out. He would have gotten robbed in New York, LA, <laughs> Chicago, Detroit, <laughs> a fucking Iowa. You would have gotten yeah, robbed anywhere. Yeah. Like you're just walking around like, Hey, right. That's drunk. Facts. That's facts. Um, moving forward into like, I feel like outside of touring, what's like the main type of content that you favor towards? Ooh, um, well, I really love like uh, portrait, like one-on-one plan shoots. That's like my that's like yeah. my go-to. Which I feel like that's I told I told Andrew this because I really admired that that Andrew would always try to find ways to get portraits, but if his time frame was only during the show, and I feel like you guys like the shot of B that you have. Uh, a from the fucking you got the goddamn I'm applauding. This is me clapping. I don't know if you. There's can a video. Shit. They can see you. Oh yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> well, there's audio <laughs> listeners, but for the cover of the movie, the poster for the thing, uh, Homecoming. Uh-huh. Sorry, I couldn't think at all. That was Coachella, right? Yeah, that was Coachella. Like what a fucking you got a like that shit was on billboards. I saw that shit out here. I know. I saw. I cried. You did cry. Yeah, I cry all the time. I know. Like I cry, I, I was crying at shows. Like it would be like mid. She'd be like singing resentment. And I would just be crying. <laughs> that never happened to no, me. No, like I would legit <laughs> between song cry and resentment, I would legit be hysterical all the time because I was just like, first of all, these are my two favorite songs that I probably have like played so many times and have heard live so many times. And that, but but they're my favorite songs. And then it's like the reality that you're in this moment, and right. then like they really know how to make people cry because I was really hysterical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But that's what I was going to say is that portrait wise, you guys were good at finding ways to develop, like make shots not look like a show shot. Like a lot of photographers, I think, struggle with that because they're only they're limited to their surroundings, but they kind of are okay with that. Like they allow that to be their their arena. Right. Well, this is like a funny story. It's not really funny. I don't know why I said that, but this is just something I don't really tell people. Um, I used to like do summer jam. Right. And there was one year. um, It was the year that. Kanye did Summer Jam with like good music. Right. So I was like going through all my photos and I was going through them with Mike, 
you obviously Shout out know, to Mike. Mike Carson. Um, Your boyfriend. My boyfriend. And like, I feel like my other like creative counterpart, like he's probably the only person like, I can sit and like literally look at all my photos with all the time and ask questions. So we were like going through some tour photos and you know, he's a creative director. He like designs stages and like- Yeah, he, what for him? Who does he work for? Mike, get on the podcast too, please. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> if this one goes well, I'm, I'm sure I can kind of persuade him to get on here. But yes. basically- he had a role in like just the lighting for that part because you know with um hot 97 like there's no real production for summer jam right but we were like going through the photos and i was like he was like why don't you crop this and like color it a little like change it a little and i was like well what do you mean like he's like i just feel like you should start to look at these photos um and think of like how you can make them look like different portraits yeah like how can you make them look like they could potentially be shot in a studio or be just not a live show. And that was like the first time anyone had ever said that to me. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And so there was actually like this Kanye photo I cropped, I'll send it to you. So I like cropped it, I cropped it way in. So instead of just keeping like like horizontal, I made it like a little square. This is a performance shot. It's a performance shot. Okay. And like in color, it just wasn't, it just, I wasn't, it wasn't like an epic shot. So I like turned it, I like converted it to black and white. And then he was like, keep playing with it though. Like, don't get comfortable. Like, and so I altered a little bit more and then I felt like it was like one of the best shots I had taken on that. You weren't impressed with it at first when you first saw it? You are just like, no, yeah, I wasn't impressed with it. But I think that little thing that he told me, which I now tell other photographers that I work with, like if I hire an assistant or if I hire people to like shoot events with me, I'll be like, hey, listen, like the most important thing you can do is take it out of the element of performance, right? right? So how can you make it look like a portrait or make it look like just something a little bigger yeah. than them performing? Also, people like artists hate these shots like yeah. the microphone holding the microphone shot so they want to see them smiling or the grill yeah or so like the shit. tip to me is always like get them when the microphone is not at their mouth or when yeah. it's down or when they're giving you they're gonna give you a moment that's the moment that you have to focus on people right. are so focused I think especially with music and concert photography on oh like getting a bunch of shots of this artist or like making sure that you can post that you took a photo of an artist but it's not about that because there's a million photos of this artist they don't give a fuck they only give a fuck if they look good so your focus should be on a good photo like if i'm an artist and you post a photo of me belting my life away my face looks crazy i have a double chin i'm sweaty right especially as a woman i'm gonna be like i'm not posting this right it doesn't matter yeah so i think that was like a big um part of what changed like my eye how i mean playing with color too like i liked um dave just texted me this picture too which we posted but it's the shots remember uh where the fuck were we they're the gonna like why do you keep looking if you guys don't know dave's over there that's why i keep looking at him dave's in the corner behind he's here. not looking at us so i just keep turning over well, we want to make a way to like have a dave cam that and be, be able cool. to do it we just need to figure out how, how, how to do it but the picture where b and j are sitting in the blue chairs that was a pose photo though right that's what i'm saying but you play like i feel like the the way you use like the blue chairs the color like i don't know just the way that their outfits were looking i don't know if you coordinated with anyone about no, their outfits. it was just really it worked out really well that she was in yellow and he was in like white but i think that i my signature for me is that my i like bold bright like full of life photos like i feel like that's my personality i feel like i'm bold yeah. i'm colorful so I think I really when I get the opportunity to like do something in that capacity or that's like when my work shines. But you you that was that the photo that made it in the museum? Mhm. 
which is sick as not fuck. the one of them sitting down though standing it's one of them standing i cried at the annenberg too <laughs> <laughs> because i was like yo these are like this is like the photo of like biggie and faith that like i pull for like inspo this is like cam like in in the fucking diplomat jacket like these are like these are like the like the reasonable doubt photos jonathan right. mannion took like these are like these insane like culturally relevant photos that have like literally shaped me as a person and then oh little old me right there too that's fucking tight that's as so, shit like i feel like you're always just like yeah you know it's like this is cool like oh we're just on tour it's cool like no it's fucking epic the things that happen and yeah. I, i'm always crying about them <laughs> <laughs> but that shit's so because that was in uh, what museum was it in the LA? annenberg it's, the still annenberg. Up. it's, it's still up, up until like uh i want to say august 19th shit i still need to go there it's I the contact high exhibit in the annenberg it's really amazing if you love hip-hop if you love photography you should just go check it out it's like brilliant because Ravens works there. But that's fucking sick, though. That's, like, it's insane. It's brilliant. It's, like, seeing your shit. You go on tour, and it's just, like, oh, I need to document this tour. You have no idea, technically, that, oops, your photo's now the cover art for a the biggest movie of Netflix. I know. I feel like when I watched Homecoming, and I was just seeing us again, just remembering the process just of it. Just crying like, the whole time. I cried at that, too. Um, but it was like... God damn, Mike. <laughs> how do you deal with this shit, bro? I cry every day, though. So if you know me, you know I cry yeah, every I day. Um, you In the moment, you don't even realize the magnitude of the things of like something like that. Like You're in it. You're so in it and like just trying to be great and just trying to like work that you don't realize like how big it is. And then you see it like on something like Netflix. Right. And you're just like blown away. It's like tri- trips me out when I'm like trying to find some new shit to watch and I'm just scrolling and then it's just there. And I'm like, fuck, that's so weird. I like, watch it all the time, though. I've only seen it, to be honest, I've watched it twi- one and a half times. I've watched it like four times. I think it's just because... I'll just be cleaning and I put it on. I just like really enjoy the music. No, the music's great. It's But every time I listen to, like if I'm on Spotify or whatever, like they have the loops and shit on there, which is so sick. But it's like... You just listen to the song, and I it takes me exactly to. A I know moment. the exact. I know the exact moment. Yeah. But I know the moment like in rehearsal. I know the moment like on the like fake pyramid. I know the moment yep. in real life. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's fucking insane. That's why and that was only one. That was only two nights. Like, if I if I was gonna relive OTR, <laughs> if I was gonna relive OTR again, I could I can do it like with my eyes closed. Oh, I'm right here underneath the stage with the stairs. I'm uh, not, I'm gonna follow Jay out. Oh, I can't. Oh, the pyro guy just yelled at us because we almost got burnt to a crisp. Every single night. We pay. Yeah, we pyro guys didn't fuck with us for a while. But that's another thing that I feel like people don't really hone in on or understand is that like the whole like backstage it's so much bigger than us it's you know? literally big like, like and sometimes i feel like photographers go into things videographers like not caring about mm-hmm. those guys like the crew and they have like the hardest jobs like legit the hardest jobs in the whole world they literally lift heavy shit build 24 hours a day take it down a, take build it down it up. hop in a bus go to the next place build it up take, like we would see these crew dudes and chicks and like they would come into the hotel and we're like oh cool you guys have the day off like yeah, no we just got here yeah the spider chick that would climb all yeah. the way up she would literally she was the climb, best. yeah she would be climbing up there we'd be like in a fucking suite after the show like editing and we could see the entire stadium and it's like loading out and we just see the spider cam girl which is like a camera that flies around on cables but she's just scaling this fucking massive tower and she's just chilling up there at the top like moving some lights and shit Insane. we're just like these people like are no- nuts a lot of times people don't communicate with each other and there's like no like respect level so like everyone's trying to do their job at the same time but yeah. not like thinking about the other person which is like being on tour you realize that you have to yeah 
I would definitely learn that. Like now going into the next tour, it's like, it's almost like it has to be stated, like what everyone's goals are and yeah. how we're supposed to move as, cause there's so many times where they'd be like mad because they need to be running some microphone out and some photographer standing in the way or the video guys moving over and they need to shut a wall and you're in the even way. Even like here now, like even as small as like a Palooza, when I get to a venue, I'll introduce myself to the LD, I'll introduce mm-hmm. myself to ev- the pyro people, like everybody in the building, like, hey, listen, I'm the photographer, security, like you're gonna be seeing me. Cause it, then you're comfortable. Yeah, right. And then, like, you don't look like an outsider and you respect their job. And I feel they, like you should respect other people's positions. They'll, like, come in a little easier on you if you make yeah. a mistake. Or yeah, like, at the end of tour, people be like, hey, hey so we're about to start the pyro. Are you going to? But before they'd be like, get the fuck out of the way. You're going to die. You're going to die. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah that you was, really almost got burned alive. I almost did on my the two hours before my birthday in Cardiff. That's crazy. I was standing literally over that fire thing and it shoots 30 feet into the air. Like I was like, first you would got hit with gas and then they would have lit it and then you'd be dead. And I was like, well, shit, we should tell everyone about that because, and then, yeah, that's like a whole nother magnitude. That's so wild. What shows have you shot since tour? Um, I shot Jay's B-side show. I was with you. Oh yeah. That was fun. I don't know what any other shows that I've shot since then. I need to hit up Janet and ask her if I can post some stuff because I totally forgot. Probably not. I just, it's not that I don't like to do uh, concert photography and stuff. It's just, that's not like where my focus is right now. And I feel like if it's not sometimes at the magnitude that like, uh, like, like superstar level, I just don't want to do it. Right. Because I want to be able to like get creative and like really like, you know, play with. Well, you were talking about your, your interest is like, like editorial? Ma- editorial like being able to a do little cover bit it's like stuff. i definitely that's definitely my focal point right now like yeah. between like my own passion projects and editorial because i just want to show people the other sides of me you right. know and i feel like i it's like kind of weird for me that i don't like i haven't the only like i've never shot an album cover i mean i shot cardi b's mixtape cover the white all white backdrop mm-hmm, the second one that was yeah. her the cover of it that's dope yeah before she got signed so i did that but i don't have an album cover i don't have a magazine cover yet that's like, weird and i really really want it i feel like i've said it on every podcast i say it anytime people speak to me but like i just want to do creative shoots <clears throat> right and I, feel I feel like, like i already sorry i feel like no, i'm ha- halfway through the battle where i have relationships and people are comfortable and like i'm i've become a lot more comfortable in my own craft and i'm like confident and I know I can deliver and I like you know I have like a lighting guy now I use for in studio stuff and like I'm building this team of people that I trust to like be able to call which is like really important for me because as a photographer all I want to do is be able to walk on set everything is like what I said I wanted and just make the person feel comfortable nothing else right so um yeah but I feel like because people don't get to see that creative side of me because I've been on tour and then I was just like kind of figuring myself out Yeah, that that's like, this is my new goal. Well, I feel like it's really easy to get pigeonholed and I know everyone dealt with it because it's like how much content do we put like for Andrew? Andrew does mainly editorial. He doesn't really do concert stuff, but he was like, oh, I only want to post like a slide per maybe like five, six cities because I don't want to just upload every night or whatever because I don't want people to get confused that they think I'm a concert photographer versus this, which is fucking weird about Instagram. And I'm also learning this because I'll always say like, I just deleted my website, which I don't know why I did that. I'm trying to make a new one, but I, it's, I don't know too. how to use Squarespace that well. And it's like really hard to come up with a web designer. So if anyone's listening to this and is really good at making <laughs> minimal sites, please let me know. But that's, I feel like now before when people would be like, Oh, how do we link? 
because someone would be like, oh, this is the guy that does this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, how do I link with you? I'll, do you have a business card? I'm like, nah, it's just my Instagram. But then I'm like, well, shit, what if I'm not on tour and all I did was upload podcast shit? Then they think I just do podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Or people see I do concert stuff, but they have no idea I've directed a bunch of campaign shit for like EA Sports or edited stuff for Disney. It's really and all hard. Stuff. It's weird. Which is why I'm like revamping my website because I'm like, I do have so many photos that if you looked at you like, oh, this is super editorial. Right. Oh, this is super this. Oh, Hands this is down. documentary style, whatever. But it's like, they're only, but like maybe right now my Instagram is like brand stuff, you know, or yeah. like tour stuff. So you don't know. And yeah. it's like, because I'm like one of those people that I refuse to have a photography page and a personal page, I refuse. Instagram. Instagram. Right. Yeah. It's all looped in. So there might be weeks where it's just photos of me. But I think that's what people, if you can find the balance and, and do it, like, I feel like that's where you can really develop a, like a relationship with your fan base and they appreciate that. Like they don't, if, if I just, I mean, me and David talk about it all the time cause David posts just the stuff from him on tour and I was like really active of being annoying you and filming every one of my stories, but then they knew who I was. So when we go to shows, people are like, Oh Ben, 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 or oh, Raven, ben, Raven, Raven. Ben, yeah. Breaking ben, the wrist ben, nonstop. Ben. But like that shit developed a relationship. And then on top of that, I'm like always very active like talking to people, but if they never see your face or if that's part of like your move, or when someone runs, like, cause you could be in the room with whoever's gonna change your life editorial and they don't know who you are because all you do is just post like one, you know, the specific yeah. amounts of work. But they're like, oh, I've seen you on Instagram. Like that happened to me at an EA thing, like at Super Bowl. They're like, yeah, what's your name? And I was like, Ben Hager. They're like, no, what's your Instagram? And I was like, Ben Rovers World. They're like, oh, we work at Complex. We post your stuff all the time. I love this. And I'm like, cause they know you. They just knew me, but they would have never known that if I was just walking around yeah. like, I mean, I think that like whenever photographers like, hey, so I'm getting into photography and like, I just made my photography page. I'm like, but why? But why didn't you just put it on your personal page? That's my first question because yeah. I'm like, how are someone gonna get to know your photography if they don't know you? Right, right, right. Personally, I'm not against it for other people, but I just feel like I want people to know me. I want people to know like what I love, what I listen to. Like, I want you to know that the reason that it's really important that I took this photo of like Jay Z and Beyonce is because. Personally, listen to them personally my whole life and right. like this is my give back yeah. you know what I'm saying like yeah. or like I really I'm an advocate for like women's rights so mm. I really want you to see like this is an important shoot for me because of that yeah. and I think those things are really important in separating yourself amongst creatives because the only way you can get to know somebody and their work is if you know who they are like who what they stand for yeah exactly like why would why would someone want to hire if they're looking for like an editorial photographer that needs to do some like I don't know any activism shoot or whatever, and then they oh yeah, well I did see Raven did this, but if you if it if you only post that shit on your three hundred person followed account or whatever, yeah. like and no one follows that shit, like who the fuck's supposed to know that? And it's easier for you to get engagement with people that know you first. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like for me, success started starts and always starts with the people closest to me. Like if my friends and the people I've grown up with and like my old coworkers are not sharing the work, then like how are like strangers gonna see it? Right. What's the step that you're taking to get closer to like the album artwork covers, the editorial besides like dressing your, do, I mean you have so, even between you and Mike, you and Mike are like a, a power couple in, create, in the creative world. If people don't know Mike, you need to look, Mike Carson is a We're gonna beast. try and get him on here guys. That would be great. But Mike, <laughs> I, Mike is like, he's Big Sean's creative director. Mm-hmm. He, he's done, he's worked with everyone in the world. And between the two of you guys, it's like the dynamic duo that everyone will want to hire for like a team. He like literally, I'm trying to be like him because he has a really good process of things like showing work and like mood, mood boards and like, 
um, pitches and decks. Like he can make a deck in his sleep. Right. It takes me so long yeah. <laughs> to make a deck sometimes. So I've been like taking that element from him of like, like pitching like I'll tell my manager around me like okay she'll be like we need we should just start pitching stuff like you have all these ideas you literally can look at somebody like I can look at you and be like oh this would be amazing right 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 put them on paper put them on keynote like you know what I'm saying like put make them tangible so that you can show somebody and be like hey I think you should do this and that's just what I've been doing I've literally been making pitches good no, I think that's. That, I mean, that's like the, that's and how like, that shit we, works. And like we, we struggle because she's she'll be like Raven, like you haven't posted in like two weeks, and I'm like I don't have anything I want to post, right? And I just don't want to, yeah. And I don't feel like you should feel like you have to post every single day. Mm. Like I feel like someone can come on my page right now and scroll for the last few weeks and get get what some juice, yeah. yeah like let me like work it out, like let me get re inspired, let me like come up with what I want to do because I want to hit people with like. Right. strong stuff all the time i don't want to give them mediocre stuff hey guys i just want to take a quick second to stop this episode this fire ass 100th black window cream podcast episode ravy b um to tell you about our how to charge a client guide if you are a content creator of any sort and you are looking to raise your rates make more money decide how to charge a client we have broken it down in 50 plus pages uh i will call it a bible it's something that every creator should be reading deep and uh over and over and over again because there's so much shit to learn uh, but yeah we spent weeks working on it it's currently available shop bwnc.com if you want to grab that and start reading right now if you would like to get it with a couple extra perks we also have it on our patreon page so when you become a member on patreon you get it and you get to you know you get all the other perks of the goddamn homies here so check it out we highly suggest it uh it covers my 10 plus years in this shit and uh breaking down some of the lessons i've learned and theories that i have when charging a client and how i get bigger bags uh, and you can get those bags too so Check it out, shopbwc.com. All right, enough of uh, me rambling. Let's get back to this episode. Well, I think that, that that's always like a big like struggle for creators that tour with like someone specific or work with someone at a length. It's like you're posting their shit for so long and clearly I have a beehive presence. So do you, like yeah. all of us do naturally. But then for me, it's like, oh cool. I have a bunch of Instagram followers. And then all of a sudden you're off tour and you're not posting tour content every night then that shit starts to die and you're like, what the fuck? But then you realize like none of these people give a fuck about me. They just want to get that immediate. That's for you. I don't feel like that. I really I'm just saying, fuck. I'm saying like if I, if I don't post, I've actually done it. Like where I'm just like, I'm not going to post anything for like two weeks. And the people that unfollow me, I'm glad because they weren't here for me or my art. Really. It was just like, I was a new source. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't I want mean, that. I think as, it's like, a balance. Following. I feel like throughout my career, like depending on who I was shooting, that those are the fan bases I would gain. And then like the ones that really like you stay, the ones that are yeah. only coming for that leave. Um, but I think that there is something to be said about like, you know, you have to find, like I feel like what we do is like euphoric and like mm. you get like a high from shooting, right? You get a high from sharing your work and then you kind of have like a withdrawal space sometimes where if you don't share for a long time, you're like, kind of start to get weird or like yeah. what am I doing like you know you get that itch and it's like kind of I think success is like combating that like realizing that that's not real and like that's not what's actually making you happy right. you know what I mean so that's why I'll be like yo let me just chill like why am I being so hard on myself like I just posted for like a year like if I want to chill a little and like post pictures of my cat I should be able to like I shouldn't lose right, the success or the followings but we're so caught up like on the numbers that it's just so dumb. It's so dumb because a lot of times the stuff I post like that I really, really love, 
like like when I tell you like love doesn't get the same engagement as like yeah. a Jay Z photo, but right. it's a, but you learn that like that's matter. okay because it doesn't matter about the number. Right. You know, if someone looked at all your photos without the numbers, I'm pretty sure there would be a different thought process to well, it. I heard that they're they're testing getting rid of seeing like I mean they say that but I think that it's a business at the end of the day and there's such a big business now in regards to Instagram that like corporations that literally probably fund it would not allow it right because they need those like they need to have it the numerics of it to like decide how they're going to pay people well, you could still see like total number of likes on the back end, like like we could see who sees our stories. Yeah, on and the shit. back end, then you'd have to screenshot it, send yeah, it yeah, to yeah, the yeah. person, send it to the company, or or you know, with business pages, right. they do those like wipe, those like where businesses like link to your page, and then they get the analytics yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. But right, um, I feel like for someone who you know, like especially us working with like B and J, clearly we're working like top tier <sighs> talent, and then and then some. So it's like, how do you deal with approval processes like there's so much shit like especially in those dry weeks where you're like oh i'm not posting anything but you probably did some ill shit that you just can't share yet because this project's not gonna release or if you're doing a campaign for someone that pro- it can't release so like how do you you know does that bother you ever um not anymore like it used to like when i was starting out in general like i like you just the minute you shoot something you want it out right. i think like I've learned a lot, I've learned patience and I'm like very, very thankful for it because there's gonna be like a lot of things any creative does that never see the light of day and you just have to be okay with it. Yeah. Like I just think sometimes, or like it's it's about the right timing, right. you know, and it's about a moment. And a lot of times people you're working with have a bigger picture as to when this should come out that's way bigger than you just like sharing it for a few likes. Right. So for me, in this day and age, no, it doesn't bother me. But at some point when I was younger, it really did. Right. When you're at your point, like right now, tech, like I, people can call you an influencer, right? But there's like this <laughs> this divide for you because you're actually an artist that just happens to have people follow you on a social platform. So they're your default. You're like an influencer, I feel right? like the influence, people trust me too because they trust my art and they like what I do. They can like expect something from you. Like a style or a quality from you that they I mean, I just hope that. that people like, like I hope that I like show and prove. So I hope that they see me do things and that's why they believe in me and trust me and like in some way I can influence them. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, But I think that term has been skewed because nowadays like the the, the influencer is a job. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's basically, like, do you watch South Park? Yeah. I haven't seen any of the latest seasons. Like how late? Like how recent? Like probably last two. So, so maybe like two years ago. There was like an episode. What's the what's the girl's name that has the black hair? Oh fuck, I don't know. Dave, can you Google that? What's her name? Um, the the girlfriend. What? Like yeah, his, like the his girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the girlfriend's name? Fuck. Come on, guys. I know. I'm so sorry. I suck. <laughs> what? Black hair, <laughs> South Park character, girl. <laughs> I love searching shit on a. Uh, um, my Google searches are like pretty Susie. primo. What, what is? What? Beth? I don't know. Does Beth. it matter? It might be Beth. Let's say it's Beth. All right. But like basically the whole episode is how she's become, can you hear me? She's become an ad. Like, like she, she's like, they're turning kids into ads. That's like what the episode's <laughs> yeah. about. But like, that's basically what you're, you are as an influencer. Like you Hell are, yeah. it's the same as like being to some degree in a bunch of commercials, but the commercials are like, oh, I used this product and it was great, you know? Right. So I feel like it is a job and I feel like you can't 
discredit people that monetize off being influencers. I'm just gonna say that because I feel like I know a lot of people that do and I don't see a problem with it. I do see a problem when I feel like it's not, like when you're just, when you yourself don't believe in what you're selling. Right. So like for me, I feel like I do, like I'll partner with brands that like, I feel like are already a part of my life or like I, I like believe in or I've used like I'm never gonna like partner with someone that I don't believe in yeah you like seem incredibly picky with you, you I, like you know your audience you want to like treat your audience but it's not even that I it's not even for my audience like it's from I'm picky for me yeah. like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like promote a skincare brand that I'm not actually using for some time and like I'm not gonna like wear sneakers that I wouldn't normally wear right you know what I mean like I'm not gonna just throw these sneakers on because you're throwing me a bag yeah cause I, if I don't like them I don't like them right and like I've seen firsthand that like if you promote stuff that you don't believe in it just backfires on right. you right so for me I just try to partner with excuse me I try to partner with like brands and like companies that like are aligned with who I am as a person mm. what's what been one of like your favorite brands that not for influence but that you've worked with clientele wise what would have been some of your experiences i mean right now nike is definitely like my favorite brand that i've like gotten to work with on like all levels are you part of their like what is it like the nike creative girl line or something like i know i'm <laughs> uh, do you know who zoe rain is uh-uh. she's like macklemore's photographer and i don't she's gonna be on here on tuesday but she's I see you guys put, I think you guys were at the same thing once. It was like a soccer thing maybe. Oh, really? Well, we were all, like Nike just did this campaign for like um, the Women's World Cup yeah. called uh, Dream Leaders. So they picked like 23 women in New York City, um, all like in different facets of life, different careers that they feel like are dream leaders. And they kind of just brought us together on this journey with the World Cup to like kind of teach us about soccer and like do some creative stuff we went to paris we saw the game when they did when they won 13-0 that's dope but um i just feel like nike is like really inclusive and there's a lot of representation there for like all women um all colors all races all gender which is like really refreshing in this day and age so i feel like they're like hitting that mark Mm. and i I like working with them because I feel like they also make me feel good. Like right. it makes me feel good to work with other women and and men too, but like it's just it's just a really cool experience and they they care about creativity. Like mm. the things they do to me are always like at a very high level of creativity, like their campaigns, their commercials. So they're definitely like um a company I really enjoy working with. Who's like what's like one massive goal that you have that you want to complete as a photographer? Well, I want a magazine cover. Mm. <laughs> what do you have a, a particular magazine? Uh, I mean, I have a few. I have a few. I'm not gonna name them. I don't want to name. You want to put it out there? No. Mm-mm. No, not yet. Okay. Shit. I feel like I'm right there, so I want to like I don't oh, want to put it yeah, out in Jinx either. Saying. Right. Um, I want to shoot a magazine cover. I'd love to. I, I want to have like a traveling exhibit eventually of just like a passion project of my own. Like what? Like like just an art gallery that moves? Yeah, like an art gallery that moves. Like you could have in New York, LA, like Tokyo. Damn, that'd be tight. Um, Like all around the world, Australia. Like I just would want it to, to travel and move. And I want to, at some point in my life, like maybe start like a nonprofit um like after school program that integrates like doing homework but then also like having like um 
like like a creative workshop right like, i feel like how like more advanced would kids be in like inner cities if like when they were like 10 and 11 they were like learning how to podcast and learning how to like edit photos and be on lightroom and like edit these you know they all want to be on youtube and they all want to be creatives yeah. already like why not give them the tools right to help them but also like also tie in how important it is to like do well in school because right. i don't i don't want education to ever lack because people think that like i think to be a creative you have to be an intellect to some degree like you're you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like they go hand in hand like people that are successful like they care about being educated and they also care about being creative right so i think bridging those things that'd be dope would be really cool do you have a name i don't have a name yet huh do you think that I mean, what school did you go to um, well, in middle school, I went to a school in the Bronx, PS83. Yeah. And then I went to high school for math, science, and engineering. It's called HSMSE. Okay. It's like one of the six specialized high schools in New York City. Oh, dope. And then I went to NYU. You graduated from NYU? No, I didn't finish. You're like, peace. Why? Because you were getting <laughs> busy with work and shit? Yeah. I mean, it was like <laughs> a weird time. I was like working at Urban Outfitters and I was like, Big no. career opportunity there. You're probably like, oh, I'm going to climb this motherfucking ladder. Uh, no, I just love the clothes. <laughs> and I, it was right next to my school. And um, at the time, like, it was like, it was like stepping up more for me to be like head of household in my house. So, like, I was working a lot. Right. But I was also like not going to class because I was like staying out late and shooting shows. And then I was just like, what am I, like, what do I want? Like, I'm going to school for communications. I want to work more. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'll take a year off school, and then that turned into like oh. the whole snowball effect of not going back. And then I was just like, okay, I didn't go back to school. Um, I'm like 23 now, maybe 24. Like, what am I? Like, what do I? What do I really? Why did I not want to go back to school? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just like, let me focus on photography, and this is like what I want to do. But I don't think. I think it took me a while to like really realize that. Um, this was the future I, I like saw myself having. Like it just seemed to be so like fun as a hobby and it just kind of didn't seem paid. tangible. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, I'll do it. And maybe I'll just go get a job in an agency or maybe I'll be hired. Like being freelance at first, I thought I was just going to end up getting hired at like an agency or like working at complexes, like an in-house photographer, or, like just something along those lines. I never really realized that I wanted to just be my own boss until right. I started working for myself. When did you start getting into the scene of creative in New York? Because you know, like literally everybody. You like like <laughs> you're with like Nigel Sylvester and shit. And we're like, damn, his videos are fire. And like, oh, I love Nigel. He's um, so dope. I'm like, but she, you just every time you're always with somebody. Like, you're, you're all your fans I mean, are fam think, famous. <laughs> all your friends are famous. I think fuck. we just grew up. We New York City in the age that like I'm I'm 28. So like, but were you meeting people at like shows and shit, or like how yeah, do people collect, just, like connect? We went to parties together. Mm. We were at Sway. We were at Santos Party House. We were. What Sway do? Sway was like a little club too. Oh, and not meant Sway. Like, I was like, no. What the hell? But we were like at events together. You know, we were at listening parties. We were at shows. Uh, we were at Paloozas. We were yeah. at brunch bounces. Right. We were just at all these things together in New York City. Like, 
it was like the scene used to be really fun right and i feel like it was a bunch of people that were creative mm. and i think with social media we all just stayed in contact and we stayed close and then you are watching your friends grow and you're being inspired and you're growing with them and you're helping each other like we all help each other like hey i got this gig you want to do it hey can you help me here yeah. can you shoot this for me like i'm always going to shoot stuff for my friends and i feel like they're always going to show up for me so do you, do you ever think you'll start like your own company i want to start my own creative agency eventually i feel like, I feel like that'd be a, a super move yeah i'd want to start my own creative agency how does it feel to have like so many people look up to you like think about how many people have like seen all of our shit right mm -hmm. it's which is weird but like you have your stuff in an art gallery you've had your shit on billboards that literally people that might not even be fans of beyonce or you ever are seeing this shit like and then to get the feedback that they give you like they're constantly reaching out sending messages sharing like what they think of you how do you handle that um it makes me feel <laughs> pretty full inside like I feel like um like it reassures me that I'm like doing what I'm supposed to be doing because yeah. it makes me feel like I have a bigger purpose in life like to inspire other people and I mean it just makes me feel good hmm. I feel like I'm someone that likes to help others and I like to I really get invested in people's lives so if I can like be helping people or inspiring people or motivating people to like be better versions of themselves and I feel like that's like what I'm supposed to be doing do you who who do you who would you say is like your biggest fan my mom your mom, <laughs> my mom no too. my best friend too angel my best friend angel he like literally anything I do he'll like post in his story or like if anyone's talking about a photo I took anywhere, he'll be in the comments like, uh, don't say anything. Don't say that. <laughs> like your, your, your like uh, protection. <laughs> yeah. Like if anyone's going to come, like come and show out for me, it's him. He's, he's always had my back, but I feel like I have a really, really strong, strong support system. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, you see it. Yeah. Like I feel like my, the people that are in my inner circle, like really show up and like show out. But even like your mom be pulling up to the shows and uh, she's the shit. <laughs> Yesterday was her birthday. I saw that. You, you saw you guys all my bowling? friends. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> was like, bowling. God damn. She had. A, so for like, since we, I don't know, I was trying to think of like what's tight to do for um, episode 100. And now I wanted to kind of change it about like who, who is your fan. Right. So then I came up with a great idea. What? Check this out. I just want to tell you a little oh something my God. about my baby. Raven B. Verona, I think you know her as Ravy B. Um, she's kind, she's fair, she's loving, uh, she's honorable, and no one has a work ethic Aww. like Raven does. If she starts something, you can best believe she'll finish it 100%. She is what you guys call ride or die, but she's taken to the grave. <laughs> and I hope she got that from me. <laughs> but anyways, she is a, a beautiful human being. You couldn't have a better friend. And in, in, in my words, she's a phenomenal woman. A phenomenal woman. And she's the best friend you could have. So I hope someday you get to meet her. She's a doll. She's my chuchi. <laughs> I hate you. Why would you do this to me? How did you? Because I want to know how it feels to have people <laughs> review your stuff and tell you how dope you are. How did you get my? Who shot this for my mom? She didn't shoot that. I herself. don't know. She, um, I text so I text your brother and I text Mike last night and then I was gonna text your mom and it was like late 
and uh and i was like i was then i was like nah it's late it's new york i got the number at like 9 p.m or some shit and then then i get on instagram i see her mom turning up at the bowling alley so i'm like oh she's lit she's she's up she made this today well then i forgot and i texted her this morning and i was like hey she's gonna be here in like an hour i don't know if you would be down to do this or whatever i'm like and she sent it to me and she kind of said like do you like she's like do you mean like audio but not my face is that cool and i was like yeah we don't have to show your face and then she sent the video so i was like do you care if we show the video and then she's like whatever you want that's my first selfie video or selfie anything show it that's why i made it for ray (laughs) And That's then, so crazy! I, I oh my said, god! I said, "Awesome." She said, "Could you send me the link so I could listen to it?" Cool, I, or because I'm ignorant to all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Now she's gonna be like, Wait, "Oh my god, that's so sweet!" Your mom's fucking awesome. I was like, when I when we met your mom in New York, we were like staying at that hotel or whatever yeah. she came through. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is like." How about like, when I brought her to Miami and she had a little seat? <laughs> we had where a, was her? Oh yeah, she had a. She, she sat where like Michelle Obama sat. Yeah, <laughs> your mom is presidential. That's so tight. Yeah, that was like a big deal. Big Bob was like, "Yeah, she could sit right here." She I was sit like, right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's hilarious. Your but anyway, so when you hear shit like that, how does that make you feel? as an artist you know what i mean to have people obviously your mom is your mom but your mom goes out for you yeah she I sent mean, her I first selfie like, video for this why, that's a you don't my mom doesn't even know how to turn the sound on on this phone like you don't understand that this is a this is like a jump in technology the fact that she figured <laughs> this out like she's li- she literally has to leave me alone now yeah. because she's like ray i don't know there's no sound it's not my uber <laughs> eats isn't working and i'm just like i don't know why it's so good but um i feel like when I just stopped going to school, I was like, my whole life, I was like always like the smartest kid in my class. And like, I was really nerdy growing up. And so not finishing school was like very depressing and like made me like kind of question like who I was. And I felt like I let my mom down. That was really the biggest thing. Mm. I felt like I had let my mom down because that's all she wanted, you know, was for me to like graduate college. Right. And so um, when I started, doing photography like as a career I was like I have to be successful like I how do I show my mom like what success is like how do I give her back like all that she's given me I guess um so she's like the driving force you know what I mean like being successful and getting to like show her like like bring her to shows or like bring her to a museum that my photo's in or like however sit at my talks is like really like how I measure success. Right. Like, can I show, can I give this to my mom? Yeah. So when she's like, when she, I don't know, I just hear, I know that she's proud of me. Like she tells me she's proud of me all the time, but like when you hear it, it's just like reassurance. It's really nice. Yeah. It's probably the best, the best thing ever. <laughs> I love that shit. Okay. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that one at you. Cause I love curveballs. That was good. It was good, right? I was crying on camera. That's so whack. Yeah. You didn't get that. It's the real tee hee hee tee hee. Yeah, this uh, sh- might be a first. That is the first. That's for the Brazil fans. Um, so what's next for you? Like, what's literally like? What do you got rest for the rest of the year? Do you uh, want to tour again? Um, would you tour again? Just with like JB. Like you can't really go back. No, that's not true. I would like tour with like I would tour. You do six months. Yeah. You would commit to like, six. I months? I would tour with like Adele. I would tour oh, right. with like JMB. I would like tour with Rihanna. Mm. I'd want to do like stadium tours though. I know I don't like. I think that's it. I don't I think I just like, want to do like a stadium tour. Unless Jay did the the what's it called over and over again like four four four. If we no um what we oh, shot B-side? in New York. Yeah. yeah, I would do. If that we did a B side tour, that'd be I so mean sick. I just love 
like this might sound cheesy but i just really enjoy working with them and like i enjoyed that process so much it was fun i enjoyed everybody that was like a part of it you know like the behind the scenes people is this you guys like family so i would do it again yeah what's your biggest memory from that tour what's your favorite part of the whole tour Ooh. There's so many things. I know there were so many things. I mean, I you had you had an entire. The day that we all ate pickles was really. <laughs> was Damn. like a really good day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I I feel like on the actual tour, like definitely when we we like when Michelle Obama came, like that was like crazy. That shit was nuts. That was like a crazy photo. Um. But I think like the moments of us, just, like even like like Lauren making juices for me, like you know what I mean, it. like just like like us like getting up, being like working together. Like I feel like none of us. It's crazy. Like looking back, we didn't fight. Like we no. none of like which is like kind of crazy in the five months. No one had like an actual like argument. argument. You That's know? weird. That's really crazy when you think about it. Because you'd hear about other people like getting pissing each other off. Yeah, but we shit, but, never like, fought. Like we never had fights. Like maybe we'd be mad. We might be mad at each other, but no one ever had like actual arguments. And I think it was like, that's why it was fun. It was just like, we were having a good time. We like kind of respected each other's space. Um, I could kind of do without Billy sometimes. <laughs> he was so ridiculous, but I missed the first bus drivers. They were cool. Uh, all right, so define, like, tell me what these mean when, when I say these words. Y'all right. Oh, what's his name? I don't remember his name. Do you remember his name? No, none of us. None of us remember his name. <laughs> the bus driver's like assistant. The boy, I can't think the of his name. The second bus driver. Yeah, he was tight. It wasn't Andy, was it? I don't think his name was Andy. All right, give me another one. Uh, what does send it mean? So just like, to just like really go for the photo, like by any means or video. What does break your wrist mean? Just crack it. I like I that. I hate that. What? No, Remember you don't. When I was like, yeah, Raven so, was the first one to say. I was say. like, this is so dumb. She's this like, is so, so dumb. Raven's like, what do you, what the fuck are you doing or whatever what is this like what are you trying and I was like this is a thing it's gonna become a thing and then thing. I saw the dancers starting to do it and I was like oh it's catching on and the dancers started doing it in the, uh, during the middle of the show and then there's all these people that have videos of B doing it during one song but I think that that would just happen to be coincidence she was just throwing up a few signs but I all think right, she started me, seeing all everyone else doing no, it and she's like oh Ben's give genius me an- give me Ben's another one um, this moment like my stuff on a t-shirt oh yeah do you like I wore this shirt for you today <laughs> that's a big deal Raven has her own fuckery shirt which is tight because this would pop up during the show I think it's the best shirt from tour personally it literally is a swag. Everybody, merch. everybody always everyone that bought it wore it and I don't think they wore it for me I think they wore it because they genuinely really fuck with it because yeah. I still see people in it I I bought it in an xx it's like this is like an xxl because they sold out yeah. when we were trying to get them i was trying to exchange it so many times um yeah you have like so much shit on merch two shirts two this and which what was the other one the coachella one what was the coachella one the poster the of the, her the billboard yeah oh yeah right on shirt i like wearing that one i don't wear that one i give it to my mom <laughs> um i hope your i hope your mom figures out how to watch I, this i can't believe this that was cool right yeah it's cool what do you gotta do tonight um, my cam has like a little uh, mixer thing. <laughs> Pre-party to the party. Yeah. So then, do you fly right back to? 
Yeah, my friend, my godson, his mom is having another baby and we're having a gender reveal. Oh, nice. And I'm like, so basically to reveal it, like we're putting a little baseball on his T-ball and he's going to hit it and it's either going to be blue or pink. So the baseball is going to explode. Yes. And I have to see him. It's like, I'm like, I only have to see him do that. So does the rest of the do say Palooza Cruise back home that quick or do they usually I mean, chill in the cities? It de- we, we chill. It just depends like where we are and what we're doing. I feel like we're so busy now that sometimes we'll chill. Like New Orleans, we're definitely going to chill because right. it's New Orleans. But like a city that we've been to a lot or we have nothing to do in, we'll be in and out. I feel like every time you come to LA it's like bang bang and you're gone last time I saw you was at JR screening I mean I'm here a lot because Mike lives here but I feel like I'm because I plan on moving here I'm gonna start to be here for a longer period of time wait what you plan on moving yeah I was gonna say how is it dealing with like a long-term relationship yeah I'm gonna move or long term long Long distance distance. I'm gonna move you are moving Mm -hmm. you didn't want to force him to come to New York I mean he lived in New York before he hates New York and New York's kind of whatever, dude. He's just like, he hates it. And I feel like I I like the weather and I like, I feel like I can make money here too. And it's like, I don't know. I've no, never lived anywhere else, so I don't mind it. Yeah. You, you're just a big yeah. opportunity. It's like a big thing. Yeah. I mean, you you have like it's, a real social life. Yeah. I'm like, can I pack up? But like my best friends, some of my best friends are talking about they want to move here too. So if I can probably, I probably persuade everybody I love to move. Right. Then we'll be fine. Hmm. Okay, so this is good. I want to switch over to the Q&A thing so everyone in the Patreon can ask you questions. Okay. So if you want to hear that, patreon.com slash Um To wrap this up, I let my guests pick a hashtag, right? So you're going to pick a hashtag. I'm going to tell everyone to go to Raven's Instagram at RavyB and tag me at Ben Rovers World and they're going to put this hashtag so that you and I know that they listen to the full episode. So whatever her current photo is at the time you're listening to this, push this put this hashtag and tag me in the shit. And like and, and like. Oh, the photos. and like the picture for go, sure. Honestly, like go like a bunch of photos. Yeah, like you know, just just engage with all of them. But um, what what should <laughs> and we and mine too? Shit. What should the hashtag be? You get to pick. I don't help. It can be anything you want. Whatever comes to your head. Well, if the show is like black with no cream. That's a, that's a popular hashtag. You don't want to use that one. Let's do. Uh, it's gotta be something that we see and we're like, oh shit! Like seven months from now, all of a sudden you're just gonna have this pop up in your. I know, but I'm trying to think of what what do you think it, should, it has to be something that's for us, me and you. Could be. This is hard, Ben. I know you it is. Told me this, this beforehand. Is, I would have thought about it. No, nope, I don't tell anyone. Um, and you should have watched the fucking podcast so you knew. God <laughs> damn, what a friend of mine. I don't get through a lot of podcasts. This was Dave's podcast, and he was up here. You would watch every episode. I, I love Dave. He's like my favorite. God damn it. Um, gonna. What about play ra- gonna. <laughs> rave with the side of Ben? Rave with the side of Ben? Is, is that too long? No. Is that whack? Yeah. It's kind of whack. <laughs> like, give me examples of what other people have done. <laughs> No, it's Rave with the side of Ben. You picked it. It is what it is. We're going to stick with it. So now, if you heard it, do you want to rebuttal? Rave, like R-A-V-E. Yeah. With a side of Ben. That's long. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, we're sticking with it. So if you heard the shit, you listened to an hour 20, that's fire. All right, cool. Go post that. And then, um, yeah, thank you for coming to do the show finally. I appreciate it. This is our last podcast, I hope, because that'll be <laughs> iconic for me. <laughs> She's not doing any more podcasts except for this one, I guess. Oh, after this? Yeah, I'm done. Damn. Um, I'm done for the year. We'll get you on for part two in like a year and a half. All right. Uh, how do you want to end this part? We're going to switch over to the Patreon thing. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks for, a- for asking me, Dave. Yes, Dave. Um, and I don't know. Thanks for like being like my new creative family. Yeah. Thanks for having smoothies with me this morning. All right. We're switching over. That's it. <laughs> 
That's it for episode 100, man. We did it. 100 episodes. Feeling very good about it. Uh, shout out to Raven for coming on the podcast. Make sure to follow her on Instagram and Twitter. She's very active on both of those, and she's killing it. It'll inspire you 100%. Um, if you do want to hear the exclusive extended Q&A experience, we have that available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash blackwindowcream. When you become a member, you get to check that out in its entirety. We, we got to ask her a couple extra good fire questions, so I highly suggest you check that out. Again, last day to submit for this contest is July 31st. Don't forget it. Mark your calendars. Make sure you guys get your submissions in by 11.59 Pacific time on July 31st. Again, I fucked it up on the last morning roast and I said it was the 28th. It's actually the 31st of July. That's the end of this uh this competition so make sure you submit it by that time and you uh as long as you get your photos or your videos or both whatever you choose to submit and by that point you will be qualified to uh potentially win the contest um so send your links to bwnc at dutchbros.com go to bwnc no email it at bwnc at dutchbros.com email your links there um and that'll get you qualified as uh officially entered so good luck on the contest we are excited about it and don't forget about that 20 percent off it will last all week long 100 episodes is the code at checkout so just use 100 episodes at checkout and you will get 20 percent off any of the t-shirts and the hoodies and the mugs and the hats they're all waiting there for you to scoop them up so go go show your support there and uh you'll have that until august 4th so jump on it next uh next week we're announcing a new contest so pay attention and if you want the early bird uh exclusive you can get that on our Patreon, patreon.com slash black window cream. All right, cool. Uh, thanks for listening guys. A hundred episodes, pretty, pretty dope milestone. It'll be cool when we get to 200 and I can do all this shit again. Um, that's it. All right. See you on Wednesday. Peace.